G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Tradies, don't miss the instant asset tax write-off. Essendon Renault traffic sales event now on. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. On a very, very big day in footy, one of the biggest sports stories of the year has unfolded. Nathan Buckley stands down from the Collingwood Footy Club. Uh, very good evening to you and welcome to Time On on a Wednesday night, a cold and rainy night here in Melbourne on what's been a very, very big day on a number of fronts. And, of course, Time On is your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six. 736 is the number to join us. Time on thanks to Essen and GWM Havel. The Essen and Renault traffic sales event is now on. Before we get to Nathan Buckley, because it is the biggest story of the day, um, from a life point of view, though, we were eagerly anticipating the announcement today, hoping to come out of lockdown and uh, into an easier uh, set of rules and existence. Unfortunately, it hasn't totally been the case today. So it has been a little bit of a kick in the guts. There are new restrictions that have been in place. I don't know if I'd call them easing, but I would certainly uh, call them new rules for uh, greater Melbourne residents. So the stay-at-home requirements uh, have been removed. All Victorians are free to leave their home at any time. You cannot go to anyone else's home, though. You can go uh, from 10 kilometres now to 25 kilometres from your home. Travelling further is allowed for work, education, care or vaccine. You're not required to wear a mask outdoors when physically distancing by 1.5 metres. You still need to wear a mask indoors except in private homes, which you're not able to go into anyone else's anyway, uh, or with a lawful exception. Office settings increase to a capacity of 25% or a cap of 10, uh, whichever is greater. You can, uh, if you can work from home, please do so. Uh, public gatherings increase from two people to a max of 10. And then you look outside now, you'd think, geez, I can't wait to get outside in the cold, wet and rain uh, that we have got scheduled for the next uh, three to four days. Uh, open, things that are open now, schools, uh, on-site learning comes back uh, for all students. This, of course, is after midnight tomorrow night. Uh, all retail, uh, food and drink reopens, uh, seated service, maximum of 100 people, 50 indoors, higher education and training, religion, a maximum of 50 people. Weddings, you can have 10 guests. Uh, outdoor physical recreation and sport, a maximum of 100 people. Outdoor pools, spas, saunas, steam rooms, springs, a maximum of 100 people. Community facilities, creative studios, a max of 50 people. You can go get some new ink uh, if you need. Can't go to the gym. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, indoor seated entertainment venues, 25% seated capacity, a maximum of 50 people. Outdoor seated entertainment, 50%. Uh, seated capacity, maximum of 100 people. Drive-in cinemas, 100 people. Community sports back up and running, which is good news. That is a great thing uh, that uh, sport can get back underway uh, at the community and, and grassroots level. So good luck to everyone who gets to head back out 
uh, onto the field this weekend. Hairdressing, beauty, personal care, your masks have to be worn there. Auction houses reopened, accommodation within 25Ks, uh, limit of household booking plus intimate partner or single bubble. Uh, real estate's back up and running, uh, out, uh, auctions outdoors only, maximum of 50 people, inspections by private appointment and outdoor tourism, a maximum of 10 people. So um, that is uh, the new set of restrictions that were announced today that will come into effect from midnight on Thursday night. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number you'll say on the news of the day. So this is the number one story of the day. Uh, a press conference was called for 11 o'clock today. The story was broken ahead of time in the age. Uh, we've had a really good day, uh, a really good week, it must be said, when the stories that they've broken. Uh, this was Mark Anderson confirming uh, what was broken earlier in the day, uh, the departure of Nathan Buckley from the Collingwood Football Club. We met regularly. Uh, and at times we were focusing on the here and now, but most importantly, we were focused on 2022, 2023 and beyond and looking at the next three to five years. And as those conversations unfolded, and particularly over the last couple of weeks and last few days with uh, Graham and Nathan, it became clear that Nathan's time as coach would finish this year and that uh, we wouldn't be going on into 2022. Nathan has said right throughout this process that he would do the right thing by the club. That is not a cliche. In every discussion, every action, every intent that Bucks has had right throughout these discussions, he has at the fore forefront and very genuinely and authentically had the club in its best interests at heart. Nathan, as a leader, and as importantly and more importantly as a person, has huge respect throughout our football club and across the whole Collingwood community and AFL community. We respect him enormously, and so it is with great sadness that whilst it's the right decision for the club and for Nathan, it does come with a heavy heart and great sadness for us all. So that was uh, Collingwood CEO Mark Anderson today at the press conference where they announced that Nathan Buckley would be standing down as Collingwood coach, and that's effective immediately after the Queen's birthday clash at the MCG, at the, sorry, the SCG against the Melbourne Footy Club. Uh, Nathan Buckley then had uh, plenty to say, and we'll work our way through his audio and get your calls in one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And yes, to that text message, I was being a little bit facetious when it came to the change in restrictions today. Uh, and you're right, I am a clown, uh, but uh, it was probably not all the news that people wanted to hear today. Yes, there are some things that have changed, uh, but all in all, I think it was another tough day uh, to know that uh, the restrictions wouldn't be easing uh, as much as we might have hoped. I hope that's a little bit more palatable for you. But thank you for your text nonetheless. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper text. Temper a mattress like no other. When I spoke to the, the program uh, about an hour ago, um, the overwhelming message that I had was uh, one of gratitude. Um, I feel like uh, I've been blessed to be a part of this football club over a, a large period of time. I, I walked into it as a... Um, as a 21-year-old in November 1993, down at Big Park, um, I said to, to the guys this morning that Tony Shaw took me under his wing and, and taught me how to go about um, making the most of my opportunities as a footballer. Um, but in the journey that I've um, shared with Collingwood since, it's been um, the lessons have been far more um, deep and broad than just um, being a good footballer. The discussions have been open. They've been you know, really, uh, really focused on 
what's what's best for the club now and going forward. Um, yeah, we, we haven't uh, performed the way we would have liked to at the, the early stage of this season. Um, and I've, um, I've had nine and a half years at the helm after two years as an assistant coach in, in uh, 2010 and 11. So I've had a fair crack at it. Um, and everyone has its time. Every relationship, every person has their time. And, and mine has come. Um, I'm really content with um, the decision that's been reached. Um, and, and I'm pretty confident the club will be um, in really good shape going forward. So that's Nathan Buckley on how the decision was reached and this was Nathan Buckley on the decision itself. As I said, I believe we're in pretty good shape. And I said that the environment in the place is solid. The connection between players and staff is really strong. Uh, the understanding of what I suppose of making the right decisions at the right time is really clear. And this is simply one of those. Um, and I, and I, I believe in the direction that the club is taking. I believe in the the leadership of the place. And, you know, I've been a part of it for, for a long time. Um, but, you know, and now that I'll be stepping out, I, I believe this is the right decision for the football club as well. I, I think it is time to regenerate and, and a new new energies and new voices are required. So regardless of what's happened in the past, I think it's, it's the right decision for now. I think that that, that change and regeneration is in, in the midst of happening. So the question was whether, one, whether I was up for it, and whether the club viewed me as, as a longer-term person to do it for the next three to five, I can't categorically say that that I want to be here for the next five years, for instance. And I think that um, the, the candidate that the club ended up end up looking for, I think, should be someone who has that fresh eyes, fresh ideas, uh, a new person within the group to help it pop again um, and to help it regenerate. Um, and potentially when you've been in the seat for 10 years, the mandate or the capacity to do that isn't as great. So I, I think it's the right decision. So Nathan Buckley, really honest there, he said he could feel that the, the change was wanted and also too that he, he didn't think that he had it in him to go the five years that were going to be necessary to rebuild Collingwood back into finals contention. So he was classy uh, till the end and uh, handled himself brilliantly in that press conference. And one 736 how are you feeling today as a Collingwood fan about the announcement? If you want to reflect on Buckley's career, I mean, he's a Brownlow medalist. Uh, he's a Norm Smith medalist. He's been uh, one of the greats of the Collingwood Football Club. Dane Swan texts today that he is the greatest ever pie. Uh, so how is it? That, how do you feel and how do you want to reflect? I've had the beautiful Evie at home in tears today that, that Bucks is going, so it's, it might have been an emotional day in your house as you reflected uh, on Nathan Buckley today. Um, Mark Robinson asked, uh, eventually, uh, was able to get the question out about if Bucks felt fulfilled uh, in, his, in his career. My coaching career mirrored the, my playing career pretty closely, if I'm talking about it from my perspective. And ultimately... Um, to not have um, been part of a premiership, when I, if I reflect back to what I would have thought 20 years ago, I think I would have been absolutely gutted and shattered by it. Um, I'm disappointed. I, I, it's, I'm definitely not unfulfilled because the journey itself has been tremendously fulfilling. Um, and I, and I, you know, bar a, a kick here or there, mate, I wouldn't change much. Bar a kick here and there, which is a couple of times what it's come down to, in essence. Uh, he wouldn't change much. And then the question, of course, came to what the future held for Nathan Buckley after 280 games uh, as a player, um, well over 200 games as a coach, Brownlow medal in 2003, Norm Smith medal in 2002, seven-time All-Australian, 
Uh, AFL Coaches Association Player of the Year in 2003. Um, Six-time Copeland Trophy winner. And the accolades is a very, very long list to read. He said this. I feel blessed to have been a part of the, the football club for as long as I have. And there's not a day goes by that I don't pinch myself uh, thankful for the the opportunities that the club has given me and and there's not a day that goes by when I'm not challenged by what's presented to us in the short term. So you take the win-loss out of it, I'm still as energised to get into the club and to embrace the next challenge. So we've got Melbourne on Monday you know, in a week's time and you know, they're in some great form. I'm looking forward to this week of preparation to see what we can do against them. And, and whilst that um, passion is still there, I'm up for it. But the reality is, is that the best thing for the football club will be the final outcome and everyone has their time. So um, that's that's just a matter of uh, taking its course. And as we've said all along, we'll, we'll make that decision in due course. The club will be a part of that and I, I think I'll be a part of that as well. Uh, so that's Nathan Buckley on what his future holds. And it was just interesting that I think it was only a week and a half to two weeks ago that Carolyn Wilson predicted this uh, on Footy Classified. Do you think Nathan Buckley will coach Collingwood next year? I, I haven't really thought that, no, no, all year. I just haven't felt that... Uh, you know what, I said this in the first show, I think he'll be on Channel 7 next year, commentating footy. Mm. That, that's what I think. And, and I honestly believe that the board is getting less and less confident that he will stay. I still believe it'll happen before the Queen's birthday game. I don't think the current board is now united on whether or not Nathan Buckley should get that new contract. And I think his manager, Craig Kelly's role, is pivotal in the negotiation. Collingwood won't re-sign Nathan. And I think the new board needs to come in and look at Nathan for the rest of the year before they make a decision. So that was Carolyn Wilson and Matt Rendell, which we're still trying to find the audio, but he... he about six weeks ago, said, don't be surprised if Nathan decides to walk away halfway through the year. And that's exactly what has happened. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a full board of calls uh, that we will get to. On the other side of this, we'll get a break away and come back with your calls. So Greg, Jamie, Tom, Nathan, Luke and Chris, thank you for waiting. It'll be your turn straight after this. So we're up to speed now on uh, the what and the how and the who when it comes to Nathan Buckley stepping down. So it is a momentous day uh, in football today. I mean, as Andy Mars said uh, today, and it was a, a really great, it was a, a well-made point uh, in regards to Nathan Buckley about the legacy and the impact that he's had. Uh, and I'll play that for you shortly as well about what the, exactly the legacy that he has and had the impact that he's had on the Collingwood Football Club. Uh, so we'll work our way through that and the reaction of people across SEN through the course of the day. But it is your turn now. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Time on SEN. It's definitely a shock and first time in my career that I've ever been through something like this before. So, yeah, I feel almost a little bit numb. Like everything sort of happens, I think it started to get out pretty quickly. So, planned to have a bit of a chat with the leaders. Yeah, and then it just the timeline sped up. So, I was just as a full group. Yeah, and then it came out and he just spoke about the thinks it's the best thing for the club. Um, no person's bigger than the club and he thinks it's the right time for him to step away. And, yeah, he just spoke about his gratitude for the place he spent half his life here, how excited he is by the future and, yeah, excited for the opportunity that he's had as a player, as assistant coach, as a coach and everything that he's contributed to our club. Collingwood captain Scott Penderbury today, just moments after hearing the news in a press conference, Nathan Buckley, the CEO, um, uh, Oh, I just had a Mark Anderson. I just had a mental brain. Uh, and Jeff Wright uh, were all in attendance. Uh, we just had a question off the text. Where was the president today? I would imagine that Mark Corder wasn't there because he didn't want to distract from what the occasion was, given everything that's 
uh, circling around uh, the board situation at Collingwood, I would have, I'd, I'd assume. I don't know why he wasn't there. Um, I don't know if anyone's asked Collingwood, but my assumption would be just to not to distract or take anything away from what that occasion needed to be, and that was it was a, it was about Bucks. It was about um, what he had contributed to the game and him being able to announce that he was stepping out uh, on uh, what appeared to be partly his own terms, and he said that he could feel the. The, the need for change, and he didn't believe that uh, he, he wasn't convinced that he had five years in him to get back into finals contention. So uh, the mutual decision was made for him to step away, and he will do so after the Queen's birthday game uh, against Melbourne at the uh, SCG on Monday. And I, I had someone ask me today, why is it is it poor timing from Collingwood to make this announcement uh, in the build-up to a game that where you know is, is the big freeze, fight MND number seven. Um, Neil Baum, we're still you know, incredibly moved every time we hear him speak and see him and uh, daughter Beck. And um, I thought about that, and and I don't I don't think so. I, I think that it'll actually help in the promotion of the game. I think it'll actually hopefully get more fans there. The game's going to be played in Sydney, and we're concerned about whether uh, Sydney people will show up. Collingwood have got massive supporter base all around the country, and whilst the 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 key message for the day and the most important part of the day outside the game itself, and even more important than the game itself, will be about raising money to fight MND, the big freeze. Um, People will want a chance to go and hopefully uh, say their farewell to Bucks or see the team coached by him for the last time. So I don't feel uh, that it is detracting from that. I don't think it is um, disrespectful to what the game uh, is all about. I don't think it's uh, taking the limelight away from it. If anything, I think it'll probably help get uh, maybe an even bigger crowd there. Um, That's purely just speculation from me, but that's just my gut feel on it when I've been asked that and the question came through uh, off the text, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jamie's in WA. G'day, Jamie. G'day, mate. How you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, uh, just a query on if uh, there's a possibility Bolts, Bolton might uh, head to Collingwood to, um, yeah, try and achieve what he couldn't with us. Uh, I, I would be surprised if that was the avenue they went down. Jamie, I don't think so. I think at the moment when everything Collingwood do, and it always is Collingwood because they're, they're one of the biggest clubs in the game, everything they do is scrutinised uh, every through every minute detail of it, now more so than ever, given how the last sort of 12 months have been for them. Everything that they do at the moment would have and, and surely has been meticulously planned and carefully constructed to make sure that it is done in the right way and in the best way possible. So even more, I would be stunned if they actually didn't have their next coach already locked away, at least verbally. I don't think that, I think everything Collingwood are doing at the moment is deliberate. And I know that that there's, there's questions about which board will be there, but they can only go on doing the business they can until somebody kicks them out. I would be stunned if this decision, this has been reached between the two parties when they don't know who's next. I would be stunned by that. My, my, and if you had to ask me who I think it'll be, I, I, I would be very surprised if it isn't Ross Lyon. Um, Ross Lyon was even asked about this not long ago, uh, working on Triple M. And this is what he had to say about uh, returning to coach and if he would coach Collingwood. You know, 12 months out, I'm a bit fresher. Look at the thought of it. The only you way I would even consider doing it, there's a few assistants that aren't, but I really respect their knowledge and what they're capable of. They'd be an offensive coach. 
that I think, yep, he could really compliment. I would need people that aren't to the line guys or to over the line and really competent in their areas so you can get to the play group. You can work on the dynamic. And football, like those coaching, the head coaches and coaches are working harder than ever again because the soft cap's been slaughtered. So you're working like you did eight years ago. The last three years, I had someone to make me a coffee, to be honest. Like now, so you'd need quality assistance. And then I think the real – why are we talking about David Noble and we're talking about Buckley? Because it's about what expectation is set. So North expectation, we're rebuilding, you've got four years, mate. Like when Damien Hardwick sat there for the first five under no pressure. But you walk into Collingwood, they're saying they still want to be playing fine. Mm. I think you've got to get what's your expectation from the president through. So that's Ross Lyon on what it would take for him to coach again. So he wants an offensive mind. So think what Don Pike's doing with Ross Lyon at the moment, because uh, with John Longmore at the moment. So we know Ross is a defensive-minded coach. So he wants an attacking mind next to him. He doesn't want to be coaching coaches. So he wants uh, efficient uh, and self-sufficient assistant coaches who can run their part without him having to micromanage them. Well, those are all achievable things. Those are all very, very doable things. And he wants to change expectations. Those have already been changed. You heard Nathan Buckley say that it was going to be five years. He wasn't up for the five years. Ross Lyon's been sitting next to Eddie Maguire on a Wednesday night on Footy Classified. And I've got to say, I haven't heard him disagree with Eddie once. And I'm, I know Eddie hates thinking that he, people are saying that he still has any say uh, in that. And I'm only being facetious, of course. But I, 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 if, if, if I was going to predict and make a prediction, my gut feel would be that they've already got a coach locked in. And this, again, don't write this down. or don't, you know, go, don't go and rehash it. I'm making a prediction. And if I had to make a prediction, if I had to guess, and this is all this is, is a guess what's going to happen. I believe they'd already have their coach locked in at least verbally. And I believe it would be Ross Lyon. Uh, I can't see it being Clarko because why would Clarko walk away from one rebuild into another? That's just my gut feel on this. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Chris is in Roxburgh Park. G'day, Chris. G'day, Sam. Uh, yeah, look, mate, um, I'm a Collingwood supporter and it's uh, pretty sobering to hear Nathan Buckley say that we're five years away from being in finals contention. Like, I bet he wouldn't have said that last week. Um, he probably would have said something like, oh, you'd be surprised how quickly things can turn around. Um yeah, so that's yeah, that's quite sobering to hear him say that. Um, in terms of the coach, uh, I'd be disappointed if they've got someone locked away already because I'd be hoping that they're going to go through a very rigorous and searching process of finding the best available. And I think that's the good the good thing about us having gone early is it means that we're the first club out there now uh, looking for the co- looking for next year's coach. So hopefully we're going to be first in line to get the best available. Who would you like that to be, Chris? Well, I, I, I couldn't say, mate. I would. I'm, I'm a big believer in the process, and I just like they've said they're going to um, assemble a panel and, and go through the whole, um, you know, the whole process of finding someone. So I just hope they do that, and then uh, pick the best person who comes out of that, regardless of what their current uh, profile is. Chris, I appreciate the call. It, I think a lot of clubs do that. And and that's because that's the appearance of good governance, and and they should go through the right process. But I think I just something feels a bit different about Collingwood for me. I have no information, that, by the way, to, to back up my guess. And I said it's exactly that. It is a guess, and my guess is that it will be Ross Lyon. And I'd be really surprised if the wheels weren't uh, already in motion with whoever uh, they've decided to go with. I, I can't see a situation where they make today's call and then don't have. Uh, the, the, the plan in place and the motion in place and the wheels 
in motion, whichever analogy or uh, cliche that you want to use. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 16 Greg wants to change direction in Blackburn. G'day, Greg. G'day, Greg. Uh, Sam, thanks for having a call again. Um, I wasn't going to ring about Bucks, but it's obviously not his decision, but whatever he does, people say they hate Collingwood. Nobody hates Nathan Buckley. He's an amazing guy. I wanted to ring actually about uh, the magnificent Daisy Pierce getting Taylor Harris to our AFLW Melbourne side. Did Daisy wheel and um, deal? Did she? I didn't know that Daisy was responsible for no, getting Taylor Day, there. Day, Daisy Pierce is all over this man. I can tell you. <laughs> um, I know. She, I know. She. Uh, you know that um, Taylor won 150 grand with Carlton, and I think Daisy, being a mentor, and I even listened to a show. You know, with the kids on Sunday. I love Daisy. And I think she said, hey, Taylor, just harness your ambitions in. You don't need the 150. I'll put you under my wing and I'll show you the way to go. We need her at full forward, uh, Taylor Harris. And, um, yeah, so all kudos to Daisy Pierce because she is the reason that Taylor Harris has come to Melbourne, I can tell you. Have you got mail on that, Greg, or that's just a gut feel? bit like mine about Collingwood's next coach. I have no information that backs that up, but I'm, I, I throw it out there as a guess. Are you just guessing like I am about Collingwood? No, no, I'm guessing about Daisy Pitt. <laughs> and, and no, no, Taylor. I'm aware of what you're guessing about. That's okay. Greg, thank you so much for the call, mate. Always great to hear from you. Whoever is responsible for getting uh, Taylor Harris to the club, uh, congratulations. Uh, obviously an incredible, incredibly marketable player, three-time All-Australian, and when she's on, very, very... Uh, few are able to beat her uh, when she's on song. And let's hope that she can get her best football going for the Melbourne Footy Club uh, as they strive uh, to get uh, their first bit of AFLW silverware. And we're wrapped with the news that was announced today that Daisy Pearce will continue to play on uh, for the Melbourne Footy Club. So uh, great news all round. Had been uh, weighing up that decision and has decided that she will go on. And uh, she's a colleague of ours here, a friend to us all, and not only... Uh, a pioneer in women's footy uh, and a magnificent footballing analyst, but uh, an even better person to boot. So uh, we are wrapped for Daisy and the, the whole family and the twins, Sylvie and Roy as well. So a, a good news story of the day. one 736 is the number to have your say on the news of the day. Ross is in East Melbourne about the pies. G'day, Ross. Yeah, g'day, Sam. Uh, yeah, just for the say that Bucks has been an absolute legend of our footy club, both as a player and as a coach. Uh, he might not, have, you know, he might not be a premiership winning coach or a premiership winning player or captain or anything like that, but he's still a legend of our footy club. So I think I'm glad like people had really good respect for him for that today and haven't sort of gone out and, uh, and bagged him. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Just think that just with uh, with Bucks obviously going now, um, there'll probably be there's, there's, a, there's already been a fair bit of change in Collingwood. It's probably going to be more. There's going to be more change now with the senior coach. Um, what I would like to is a uh, is a proper process put in place, which I think that looks like the board's put in place to actually go out and find a new coach. Because I think uh, history shows you that you don't necessarily have to go out and get a name or the best person. You know, you got to get the best person. You don't have to get the biggest name or you know someone that's won flags before or anything like that. You just have to get the right you know the right person at the right time for your club. Like, I look at a club like Hawthorne at the end of 2004. They could have, you know, they could have had Gary Ayres or they could have had uh, Jay Wallace or Rodney Eade. All those guys have played multiple premierships, mm. Hawthorne champions. Um, you know, that they've done pretty well in their coaching careers as well. Um, 
that they all they all were without a club, but horse on at the time did a process and went through it all and found that the best candidate for them was actually a guy called Alison Clarkson. They said to the fans, look, we're not going to be good the next couple of years. We're going to be rebuilding. We've got a couple of young players. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get a few more. And and look at what happens. So I think if you actually put in some systems and some processes and uh, in place, which I hope this board does, um, then you'll get a good outcome. But if you try and cut corners... um, Unfortunately, if you try and cut corners and think it's going to be big names that get you through, you'll end up like Carl. Um, you'll end up in mediocrity forever. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. But, yeah, Bucks, absolute champion. Love him as a player. Hope he does. Uh, I'm sure whatever he does next, whether in media or other coaching, he'll do really well. No, Ross, so I, look, I hear what you're saying. I think for most clubs that's absolutely the way to go. I just get the feeling that Collingwood's a, a different machine. Um and I, 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 a lot of people have had that view today that uh, know the ins and outs uh, of the proverbial ducks bum better than I. Um, a lot of people have said that they believe that Collingwood will go for an established name, a big name, a marketable name. Uh, and I tend to agree with that. And my my, if I had to make a prediction uh, and and put, go put my chips all in, I'd go all in on the fact that it'll be not the fact. Sorry, I go all in on my uh, assumption, my guess that it'll be. Ross Lyon, but we'll all spend the rest of the year predicting that until we know. Thank you for the call. Keep them coming through. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Time on. You're saying the news of the day. He's been as valuable and as important an asset, if you want to talk about a person in those terms, that that footy club's had as anybody else. And I'm throwing Eddie into the mix, Scotty Pendlebury, whoever you want to throw into the mix in the 25, 30 years that Nathan Buckley's been at that footy club, they have had no better a representative of that football club than him. Today, it's kind of like, wow, he's probably like the, a Ron Barassi-like figure for people of my generation. He's Ron Barassi, and this is said with absolute respect to people like you, he's Ron Barassi without the premiership medallions. Yeah. He started Collingwood in 94. Can, has, has there been a, a more significant figure at another club mm. through that period of time than Nathan Buckley at Collingwood? You can argue maybe Alistair Clarkson at Hawthorne, but certainly not over the same not duration. No, no. You think about a representative of a club yeah. through the 27 years that we're talking about here that he's been at Collingwood. Well, it, well there's probably not many who have been at a club for that duration. Yeah, he will be a Collingwood icon forever. There's no doubt about that. He was so close to winning a flag as a player, won a Norm Smith medal in the losing grand final and one kick away from doing it as a coach. How close can you get? Andy Marr, Bob Murphy, Dwayne Russell on SEN today all reacting to the news uh, that we heard today via uh, a Zoom press conference. Nathan Buckley, um, Mark Anderson and Graham Wright uh, all in attendance as Nathan Buckley announced that he will step down as Collingwood Coach, 28 years he spent at that club and he will finish up after the Queen's birthday game uh, Monday at the SCG. Uh, the teams are in for tomorrow night's game, by the way. Uh, Port Adelaide's only change is Orazio Fantasia out of that side, injured. Um, and for Geelong, have a listen to these names. Blixarves, O'Connor, Duncan and Dangerfield all back. Uh, Jordan Clark, Max Holmes, Quinton Narkel, Reece Stanley and Zach Guthrie have all been omitted. Uh, but those are some big, big ins, none bigger than Paddy Dangerfield for the Geelong Footy Club. And this is going to be a cracking game. Um, top four uh, ramifications for both sides tomorrow night. And you'll hear every single second of it uh, with the best call team in the business on SEN. Don't forget tonight, too, after 7 o'clock, State of Origin, Joel Sugar Kane, Brett Kamali to take you through one of the greatest spectacles and contests in Australian sport. State of Origin Game 1, uh, New South Wales and Queensland 
in Townsville. Adam's in Fremantle. G'day, Adam. Oh, g'day, mate. Um, look, in regards to Ross, I really hope you're wrong um, because I love Ross Lyon and I'm obviously a Fremantle supporter and lo- I'd love to see him do well and, and stick it up a few people who handed him out of town. Um, I don't think you're right because I think, I hope that Ross is smarter than that and I think Collingwood would be smarter than that. I think that um, Collingwood, if they're saying, and Nathan's saying that five years, you know, it is going to probably be a while. And I think that the uh, the media hounds and the social media hounds have a, a perception that Ross Lyon is uh, not a development coach, um, that he needs a ready-made list. It's untrue, but... Uh, it, they'll be in the same situation. Where it's well, he ha- actually he actually ha- addressed that, Adam. He actually said that he, he if he was to take that job, he would want to change their expectations to let them know that it would be four or five years till they could make finals. So that would suggest that he does believe that he can that he's up for the development. Yeah, I, I think that he does believe that, but I think that the world won't give that. It'll just be a storm all the time. There'll be people. I think the club that takes on Ross Lyon has to be. Uh, be needy in terms of, like I think Carlton have had wishy-washy nice guys in Bolton and now this bloke, and they'll be what Ross. Ross, you can't change Ross. Yeah, you know, he needs to come in and be who he is, and that's the boss. And demand high. He's intense, mm. and, he, and Carlton's ready for that. Carlton's sick of mediocrity, and I think Carlton would be a much better fit. I think that that Ross could go in there and and get them moving pretty quickly. So I think there's. I used to look at it on social media, and, and it has an influence. And then Carl, uh, Collingwood would be under huge pressure because there'd be people calling. That, they won't accept that. Collingwood people won't accept that. The media won't accept that. They'll be all over him saying, see, told you he can't develop a list, and he'll only have 18 months and they want him out. So I hope Ross goes to Carlton um, because I'd love to see him be successful. So I hope you're wrong. No, thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. This isn't what I hope happens or what I would do in that situation. This is just what my, if I had to guess and if I had to make a prediction, a couple of people have asked, what would be your prediction? Who do you think they will go for? And I think they will go for, regardless of what I would or wouldn't do, I think they will go for Ross Lyon. Um, so there's a couple of people texting saying, I hope you're wrong. A couple of people saying, I hope you're right. Uh, Tom in Berwick. G'day, Tom. Yeah, g'day, mate. Um... Firstly, before we go on about Nathan Buckley, let's just let's just say this right now. Uh, Quinton Narkle, he is out the door at Geelong. There's no way a player of his skill and his age getting dropped from the Geelong Footy Club. That's the first thing. Yeah, I was uh, surprised by that too. So good point, Tom. I'm, I was surprised to see his name on the list of omissions. And I, I know that Ralph Curry's manager's come out and said they're going to put his contract talks on hold to the end of next and end, end of this season. Smart. Yep. Um, but, it, but, it, but, it, but if I was Narkle, I would be uh, looking for another club anyway. On to, uh, on to your thing about uh, the coach being appointed. I fully agree that they would absolutely have a coach in the gun, read a rock and roll. Um, but my other point is that this, this, this whole Collingwood saga, the last sort of two years, this has to go down as one of the most tumultuous times at, at an AFL club that I can ever remember. Like I'm 31 years old. You know, from the whole moving on players and getting other teams to play for their pay for their salary cap, you know, to, to losing a grand final, to losing your coach and losing your president and a board challenge. Like, this is a this is a pretty serious time at Collingwood right now. Uh, it is. And again, Tom, I think you make some really good points. And again, it's why I think that they will move heaven and earth to get somebody who has been in that seat before, uh, a wiser head, 
a statesman like coach, not an untried coach. That that that's why I believe that it will be a high caliber, um, well known, highly credentialed coach. And there's a lot of people saying, why would you hire Ross? He he couldn't win a flag. Uh, that was one of the main criticisms of Buckley. He couldn't win a flag. Um, where we there's a coach in the NFL. Go and have a look up the guy who coached Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Um, oh, I've just had a mental blank because my mind's not in NFL at the minute. But go and have a look at Bruce Arians. So Bruce Arians has been around the NFL for years and years and years, and that's been the criticism of him that he could never win a Super Bowl. Why would you hire him? He finally wins one. He gets Tom Brady. That helps. But they also built a roster and built a list that could get him a Super Bowl, and they're going to probably maybe even go close to getting one again. So we're really quick to throw people aside for their first stint at a club. Um, he, he, he's gone very close, Ross Lyon. He's, he's coached in four grand finals. I think, and I've always said that I think an attacking mindset is needed to win on grand final day, and history tells us so. He has already said that he would want someone in the box with him that was a high-caliber, attacking-minded assistant coach. So he's already addressed his own... I won't say shortcoming, but he's already addressed an area where he's not as proficient in as the others and who he would want to help him in that. So I think that's great self-awareness. Like John Longmire has done it this year, getting Don Pike in and look at the results that they're having. So um, just having a read of some of those texts. Keep them coming through, 0433981116. So I think when you hear him put the conditions down, I think he's aware of what he would do differently if he had his time again. And it seems like, and he's a guy that says he's a career coach. So... Um, again, it's just a guess, but we'll wait and see. Tom, uh, Harry uh, and Jack, stay right there. We'll finish up with you on the other side of this. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Tradies, don't miss the instant asset tax write-off. Essendon Renault traffic sales event now on. Thursday night teams are in, as I said. Orazio Fantasia out of the Port Adelaide side. No ins name just yet. And in for Collingwood, Dangerfield, Duncan O'Connor, Blixar's Reece Stanley omitted, Zach Guthrie omitted, Jordan Clark omitted, and Quinton Narkel has been omitted. 25 disposals in that last game against Collingwood, and I thought he'd put together a pretty decent month before that as well. And Max Holmes, the other omission for the Cats. Um, and that's annoyed a lot of Cats fans coming through off the text, 0433981116. Uh, Jackson Sandringham. G'day, Jack. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Um, just a couple of things. I'm a Carlton supporter, so let's put that on hold. Um, the first thing was Nathan Buckley. I'm a cult man, so I don't really like the Collingwood Footy Club. But sure. Nathan Buckley, genuine bloke, really nice guy, and I wish him all the best for the future. And the other thing was Neil Danaher. I watched him last night on 360 with Jared. Um, I just want to give props to Jared and Neil and Beck. It was a really good interview. Absolutely. And I, I urge everyone to buy a beanie and support the cause. And yeah, bless that Neil Danaher's heart. Yep, absolutely. Beautifully said. Thank you, Jack. Really appreciate it. Harry and Lara. G'day, Harry. How you going, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks. This is a great day for the Collingwood Football Club. I think we've spilled so much blood for Buckley from getting getting rid of Stasevich, missing out on Chris Scott, the Moldhouse changeover. So good riddance, Buckley. Never come back to the club again. Oh, That's wow. my two cents. Uh, Harry, you're entitled to it. Uh, thank you for the call. one 736 Not how I thought we'd finish up the show. Um, so why don't we leave with this? Uh, I Someone asked me today, what's your what's what's going to be your lasting impression about Nathan Buckley? Uh, there's been times where I 
uh, when I, I was always someone who warmed more to Michael Voss uh, when I grew up in that era. I, I was a Vossy guy in that conversation. Who would you have uh, over, you know, Buckley, Heard, Voss? I always went to Michael Voss. As a coach, I sometimes got frustrated with the defensive game style. It, 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 I didn't enjoy watching it, and I got annoyed by it as a, as a commentator and as a fan. So when it comes to a guy who is clearly one of the greats of the game, what's your overriding memory and your lasting memory? My lasting memory of Nathan Buckley, and not that he's dying, but is the 2018 grand final when he was running out onto the ground to get his game underway, team underway in a grand final, but he stopped to console the cheer squad member as the banner fell apart on them. I I, I will never forget that. That is one of the the real beautiful moments that I've seen in football. And it really did. um, And it has had a lasting impression upon me. And if that's the lasting impression I've got a bucks then that's a good one. State of origins up next. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.